This Marketplace podcast is supported by Invest Puerto Rico. Build the future in paradise. Puerto Rico, a hub for innovators brimming with world-class talent and a thriving entrepreneurial ecosystem. Learn more at investpr.org backslash marketplace today. Let's do it. Anytime. Hey everybody, I'm Kai Rizdahl. Welcome back to Make Me Smart, where we make today make sense. And I'm Kimberly Adams, the long lost. And thanks everybody for joining <laughs> us on this Wednesday. It's August the 30th. And I'm here. We are going to do back. some news. Well, we'll say we'll say welcome back to Kimberly, first of all. Yay, Kimberly's back. Yay. Uh, back. And then we'll do some news. We'll do some smiles. Uh, and then we will uh, let everybody get on about their merry way. So... Uh, in in your travels, as we were talking about before we turned the microphone on, you were distinctly out mm-hmm. of the news because smart. Yes. Uh, <laughs> what, what have you chosen for us today? Um, I'm back in Washington, and so I've been digging into Washington things. And you know how much I love a good regulation story. Yes. So I've got two ah. regulations. Well, one regulation and one sort of letter. So today the Department of Labor um, came out with a new proposed regulation on overtime rules. So right mm-hmm. now, if you make, um, there's a salary threshold of $35,500 a year that basically says if someone says your salary at that point, you can basically not get overtime. And so the classic example of how this works out is if you're in a fast food restaurant or a coffee shop or something like that, you may be an air quote manager doing a lot of the same tasks as your colleagues, but because you are a manager or you're salaried, you, even if you're not making that much money, you no longer get overtime. So the Biden administration is proposing to bump that up to $55,000 a year, which would be very hmm. meaningful for a lot of people. And also there's another category of sort of when you're automatically exempt from overtime, and that's typically if you make more than $107,432. I'm reading off of Reuters here. Wow. Um, yeah. Then if you make that much money, your employer can pretty much say you're you're exempt from overtime if they want to, with some caveats, of course. Uh, the new proposal would bump that up to $144,000 a year. Wow. So this has a lot to do with... Yeah money for people um, both at the low end of the income scale and also um, people at higher income scales. And so proposed regulations, which means that it's got like a 60-day comment period. People can weigh in on how Mm -hmm. they think about it. Participatory government and all. Um, But the (laughs) Trump administration actually uh, raised this in 2020 to where it is now. Let me make sure I'm getting that date right. Yeah, 2020. Um, raised it to where it is now, but people said, of course, it didn't right. go far enough. And by doing this, as Reuters points out, Biden could potentially give himself something nice to talk about in the campaign, mm-hmm. uh, which is 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 coming up upon us. <laughs> I, I would suggest it is upon us, and the president's yes. going to need some nice things to talk about uh, about mm-hmm. this campaign in this campaign about people's you know own economies because as much as he's trying. His message, which is valid, by the way, the economy is generally good. We have to be clear on that. Uh, it He's does just not, not getting uh, credit for it. <laughs> for some reason. Right. Exactly. No. Which has got to be making him, you know, tear his hair out. So also over in the executive branch of the government, uh, the Department of Health and Human Services, Bloomberg was the first to report this, I believe. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Department of Health and Human Services has written a new letter basically calling for 
um, the reclassification of marijuana to be a um, Schedule 3 substance right. instead of a Schedule 1 substance. So right now it's basically lumped in with like heroin and cocaine and all of these other things. Um, and this would put it more in the category of like ketamine or something like that, where there can be medicinal mm. benefits, that can be legitimate usages, um, but, you know, a little less uh, controversial, shall we say. And, you know, yeah. this is basically just the federal government catching up, potentially, if this all goes through uh, with the rest of the country. Um, and, you know, the federal government, uh, Biden has already worked to vacate uh, federal convictions for people who just had marijuana possessions. They're doing that in a lot of states. Um, but it's just wild to think about how many people who've had, you know, their lives kind of upended mm -hmm. by convictions for, sure. for something that's likely to now be just not that big of a deal in many, many right. places. So right. Right. it is the government following little, the people, you know? Yeah. That's yeah. my little tour of federal regulation good. today. What about you? Good, good, good. Uh, so I've got two. They're both uh, reasonably quick and, and uh, both from the New York Times today, which just whatever that was what was up on my computer screen most of the day. So the first one is it's war news uh, out of Ukraine. And, and I think, honestly, if we're all honest with each other, uh, we will admit that the war news has gotten a little bit um, a little bit rote. Right. It's kind of faded to the background. And, and um, because it's not on our shores, as it were, we're not paying as much attention to it as as maybe we ought to be, given the fact that we're spending a lot of money and a lot of Ukrainians are dying. Um, but there's a super cool uh, piece in the New York Times today about another way to measure that war, right? And you can have correspondents and reporters all over the place, as many uh, news organizations do. Uh, but what the New York Times has done in conjunction with they got a copy of a paper that's out today in the journal Nature about a new way to measure the impact, literally the impact of that war, sorry, no pun intended, by measuring um, the seismic waves that artillery shells and air-to-surface missiles and good old-fashioned bombs uh, have been delivering to the people of Ukraine, the infrastructure of Ukraine, and the land of Ukraine. And it's just wow. a wild representation of the tons and tons and tons and tons of ordnance that have been dropped on that country. And it's a little distressing, but it's an interesting way to look at this war, and hopefully it will make more people pay attention. So that would be cool. Uh, the second so that's thing... That's literally how it feels yeah. to be... Yeah in that space yeah. I, I mean yeah. obviously without the fear of losing your life but just like right. the c constant barrage of vibration yeah, yeah. this anyway. is this is well all right i'm sorry i'm about to go way off topic here but my father was a kid in it. norway during the my father was a kid in norway during the german occupation in the second world war mm -hmm. and he would tell stories about bombings and strafing runs by german planes and while it was of course terrifying Part of the terror was the air pressure concussions mm. uh, that all of that stuff would bring. Uh, and my father, later in not all that much later in life, I mean, after he was like 55 or 60, his hearing went absolutely to hell. And some of that probably, oh. of course, was just old age. But he, to mm. the day he died, blamed it on the Germans. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, so so that kind of stuff happening to uh, Ukrainians now, young and old, is is very real. Well, all right, that took a turn. So mm. let's come on back, and here's a weird thing, and it gets filed under what could possibly go wrong. So in the New York Times, again today, 
nationwide alert will reach cell phones, TVs, and radios on October the 4th. So federal agencies are going to send an alert to assure the country is prepared uh, by way of informing the public in the event of a large-scale emergency. This is It's going to happen at 2.20 Eastern Town, October the 4th. So put this in your calendars. Um, they've done these before, but this is the first time it will be done to cellular, sorry, second time to all cellular devices. So uh, if you've got all those alerts turned on on your cell phone and you can't turn them off if you want to, um, get ready. 2.20 Eastern on October the 4th, you're going to get one of those messages. So yeah, just let's hope it doesn't out. go like that terrible Hawaii situation. Yeah, um, right. Where they totally. Totally. What was it? They told everybody that there was like a nuclear bomb. There, there was a North. No, it was it was a North Korean missile. Oh God! Yeah. Yeah. That and was, they were like, "It's coming!" So oh no! Wait. Sorry. Never mind. Yeah. It was like eight or ten minutes of yep inbound. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Well, let's let it shall not we? be that. Let's take so a little turn. We're prepared. Let's take a little turn. Let's take Please. a turn. Charlton. Yes. Yes. All right, I'm going to go first, and then I want to mm-hmm. spend whatever minutes we have remaining hearing about your trip, because hello, <laughs> Bhutan. Uh, I just, while, while you were gone, and I'm, you probably saw this in the news. As I, you I heard it, actually. Out. I heard you okay. talking about it. Oh, I hadn't heard right. about it beforehand. So, I, I'm going to return to this for the final time. So Luis Rubiales, mm-hmm. the head of the Spanish Soccer Federation, still refuses to resign, has been suspended. FIFA wants him to quit. It's all over the kiss uh, that he gave Jenny Hermoso, the non-consensual uh, kiss that he gave her on the mouth after the uh, World Cup that Spain won. His mother is still on hunger strike, by the way. Anyway, through all of that, the conversation has been about Luis Rubiales, not about mm-hmm. Jenny Hermoso, who is the soccer player at the center of this, star of the national team, Spanish female sports icon. And today, The Athletic, which is now part of the New York Times and will soon be the New York Times' sports section, did a really nice profile on her in which it talked about her and her reputation to this point, and it gives her all the attention that she should have gotten, not because of this jerk, smash the patriarchy, Luis Rubiales, but uh, for her merits on the soccer field. And I just, I want to point that out because I am as guilty as the next guy of having concentrated on what this jerk did instead of the woman to whom it was done. And I think it's cool that the athletic did this, and that's that. So I've been like binge listening over the last like 48 hours to as much as I could catch up on of all of our mm-hmm. shows. So I heard many episodes wow. of things at wow. like double good speed. For you. you're, um, you're a good soul. <laughs> Holy cow. I'm trying. I'm, 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 I'm almost caught up. But when I heard you talk about this for the first time uh, on, I think you were talking to Nova about it, I believe. I can't remember. Yeah, I but think you so. talked about it a couple yeah. times. But the first thing I thought about, I was like, you know what? There should be a different word than kiss for for sure this kind of behavior because it's a sexual assault that's what he did he sexually assaulted her on international television and you know kisses are precious (laughs) and and it's so gross you know on so many levels what he did but it's just like Let's let's shift the language and call it a sexual Absolutely. assault instead of a kiss moving forward because I don't Fair want enough. that association. Um, yep. So yeah, but yep. um, I'm looking totally forward right. to reading this article uh, because yeah. I would love to know more about her other yeah, she's than very, this. She's a superstar. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Totally. Okay, so you leave us for two and a half weeks, and you do what yes. now? Many things. Um, so speaking of powerful wo- women, um, 
<laughs> I was led on um, my trip in Bhutan, where I was with a group hiking on the Trans-Bhutan Trail with one of the very few women trekking guides in Bhutan. And so we were, like, hiking through. It's way more tropical than I expected in really? Bhutan. Yeah, like you think Himalayas and, you know, mm-hmm. high and dry and everything. No, it, there's like tropical sections. There's definitely like cold mountainous sections. And then there are sort of like um, more, you know, uh, pastures where there's yaks yeah. and things like that. Many, many cows. That's cool. Um, but yeah, so we were hiking on the Trans-Bhutan Trail, not the whole thing, because that takes 36 days, but just pieces of it. And then um, we went up to this very famous monastery in Bhutan called Tiger's Nest. And I thought I was going to die because it's really high altitude. And yeah, even was, though I trained for this, tra- it was like upwards of 10,000 feet. And it's very, <laughs> very <laughs> steep. How, how do you train up. for 10,000 feet elevation when you're in, like, Washington, D.C., basically at sea level? Um, so I did a lot of cardio. I also, uh-huh. um, I got one of those masks that you're supposed to be able oh, to put yeah. on to, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. restrict your you. breathing while you're working yes. out. I didn't use it yep. that much because it was really difficult. Um, but really I tried. Tough, yeah. I did I did the best I could. Um, we took a lot of breaks on the way up, and there was definitely mm-hmm. a point where I was like taking ten steps, and I was like gasping for mm-hmm. air. But we made it mm-hmm. there. It was beautiful. It was amazing. And then um, my friends, who I was traveling with, and my sister and her husband, and then we went to the beach in Thailand, and that's so it cool. It was quite that's an so adventure. Cool. Good for you. Yeah. Good for you. And uh, Marissa asked me for some photos, so I did send her two that I think we're going to put in the show notes. Right. And then I'll be putting Excellent. more on Instagram now that I'm not trying to detach. I'll start putting them Fair out enough. in little bits and pieces. Fair <laughs> yeah. enough. Well, so. it is it is lovely to have you back. It's good, good, good. Thank you. I'm happy to be back. <sighs> and with that, and you, we're going to put uh, You're looking around Wednesday your shed like, this is not the time. Well, you're right. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, Jesus. Between you and Sabri with the vacations, man. All right, we're going to go back tomorrow. <laughs> Keep sending us your comments, your questions, your thoughts for Kimberly on what her trip was like, whatever you want to say. 508-UB-SMART. Write us at makemesmartatmarketplace.org. Org. <sighs> Make Me Smart is produced by Courtney Bergseeker. Ellen Rolfus writes our newsletter. Today's program was engineered by Charlton Thorpe. And our intern is Nilafar Shabandi. Fantality and Daniel Ramirez composed our theme music. Our senior producer is Marissa Cabrera. Bridget Bodner is the director of podcast. Francesca Levy is everybody's boss. We'll see you next time. We all want to be our best selves, but it can be an expensive journey. From experimenting with alternative medicine. I was working with a natural, holistic nutritionist and never really thought about the cost. To splurging on fast fashion. I was spending like all my tips. I was definitely spending like $200 a week. I'm Rima Hreis, host of Marketplace's This Is Uncomfortable. This season, we explore the cost of self-care and the real motivations behind our spending choices. Listen to This Is Uncomfortable wherever you get your podcasts.